This is HPR episode 1986 entitled, Introduction to Seb, Part 2. It is hosted by Dave Morris, and is about 61 minutes long. The summary is, some more about the GNU Seb command. This episode of HPR is brought to you by anhonesthost.com. Get 15% discount on all shared hosting with the offer code HPR15. That's HPR15. Better web hosting that's honest and fair at anhonesthost.com. Hello everyone, this is Dave Morris and I've got episode 2 of my series on the SED command. Now in the last episode we had a a look at SED from a fairly simple level. Uh, The sort of thing that certainly I learned when I first started using SED. found it a bit confusing, I have to admit, so I just kept to the simple stuff. We just looked at some of the command line options and we started looking at regular expressions. Well, we're going to look at the both of these subjects in a bit more detail this time. And um, I don't think I said last time, but it's GNU said that we're, we're looking at here. Probably did refer to it, but I can't remember. And there are quite a few extensions over the original version of said, which complies with the POSIX standards. These extensions provide a fair number of extra features, but, and here's the, the point of this, said scripts that you write in this way are not necessarily portable. So if you're moving to another Unix system or a BSD system or something like that, you might find that they don't work because of these extensions. So just bear that in mind. That's what you're likely to do. There's a couple of new data files I've got in this episode which are mentioned in the the notes. Um, We'll talk about them as we come to them. So looking at command line options, we looked at the minus E option to um, introduce expressions, minus F option for files, and we'll look at a few more today. There's quite a number of them actually, and I'm not planning to cover all of them in this series. I've referred to the GNU said manual for the whole list if you ever need them. Start with minus n there are two other alternatives for this it's minus minus quiet or minus minus silent now as you probably gathered from last time said prints out the pattern space at the end of each cycle through the script remember we talked about this um, a line is is taken in by said stored in a place called the pattern space then the script that you've you've uh, defined is applied to that line and then it's printed. The minus n option and its variants disable this automatic printing and said only produces output when you tell it explicitly. There's a flag to the s command which which does this, the p flag, and there's also a p command which we'll talk about next in the next episode. Next option is the minus i 
option, also referred to as minus minus in hyphen place. This um, can be followed by a suffix, and what it does is to make uh, said edit files in place. So what we've been doing so far is to give said a file or feed it on standard in, feed some sort of text on standard in, and then it works on it and puts it out on its standard out channel. It, but none, in no cases have we actually seen it writing stuff back to the file. You can't just redirect it back to the file because uh, you can't do that sort of thing. In, in Unix, you, you end up effectively deleting the file if you try that. So the minus i thing is for editing the file in place. So if you provide a suffix, and the usual one is to put .sav or .bak or something after the minus i, then the original file is renamed by adding that suffix to the end of it. And the edited file, the changed file, is given the original name. So when you go looking, you see two files where there were one, one with this suffix on the end of it, and uh, that's the original copy. If you don't put, give a suffix at all, then the original file is replaced by the edited file. So you can't go back. Now, by default, sed treats all input files on the command line as a single stream of data. When the minus i option is used, the files are treated separately. So you can ed edit multiple files this way. There's also a minus s option, which we'll come on to in a little while, which also treats the files separately. There's a there's a thing, another thing that I didn't know about actually until recently. If the suffix contains an asterisk symbol, then this is actually replaced by the current file name. And I've got an example later on in this episode, example one, which demonstrates how you could use that. So moving on to the next option, minus minus follow minus symlinks, S-Y-M-L-I-N-K-S. This option is relevant to the minus I option, and it's only relevant on systems that know anything about symbolic links. So that's all the Unix systems, I think. Don't think there are any that don't. I don't know. Um, anyway, if, if specified, if the file being edited is, is a symbolic link, the link will be followed and the actual file will be changed. If it's omitted, which is the default, the default behavior is not to follow symlinks, the link will be broken and the actual file will not be changed. So if you ran said in with a minus i uh, without follow symlinks and it was the file you were trying to change was a symlink to, to the real file, you would find that you suddenly had a file of the name relating to the, the symlink in your directory and the symlink would have been gone and the file would then contain whatever the, the edited text was. It's an easy trap to fall into. I fell into it just today while uh, putting together some examples for this series. So be aware of that one. It's actually quite uh, potentially uh, <laughs> problematic. I mean, it doesn't cause any damage, but it messes things up a bit. So I mentioned the minus S option, and that's also alias to 
hyphen hyphen separate. So this is the thing that controls whether said treats the input files on the command line as a single stream of data or whether it treats them as separate files. So you need to put a minus s in to get it to treat them as separate files. And the last one we look at today is minus r, or its its full form is minus minus regexp, R-E-G-E-X-P hyphen extended. By default, said uses basic regular expressions, but uh, this is a GNU extension which allows extended regular expression which of the sort that are used by the egrep command. So we'll be looking at this in a bit more detail today um, in this, this episode. Standard said uses backslashes to denote uh, a number of the special characters in the regular expression, so-called meta-characters. But in extended mode, these backslashes are not required. But if you do this, then the result, the resulting regular expression is not portable. So what I want to do today is to talk about the S command some more. That's the substitute command that we looked at last time. So in order to look at this command in more detail, we need to look further at regular expressions. And you probably gather they can be a fair bit more complex than what we looked at in the last episode. There's a bunch of new meta characters that we'll look at today, and all of them start with a backslash. Now, just as an aside, regular expressions are used all over the place in Unix, um, in all sorts of tools and uh, editors and that sort of thing. There's a variation between those that use meta characters with a backslash in front of them and those that don't. This can be confusing, so it's as, it's a good idea to be aware of the difference between the different um, tools and their needs in terms of regular expressions. They tend to use similar meta characters, but there's some variability in whether they need a backslash in front of them or not. So what I've done in the notes is I've made a little table of the the characters we're going to talk about today, and uh, that's really for your reference. And then I followed that with a section which goes into more detail about each one. So I'll not read out the table because I don't think that's going to be very helpful, but it's there for your reference. Um, we'll we'll dive straight in with the first of these meta characters, and the first one is backslash plus. Now this is a modifier which means one or more of the preceding. So um, what you do is you put it in, you put it behind a um, an expression or a character, let's say, and it means one or more of that character or expression. So last time we had expressions like a star b c, meaning an a modified by a star, meaning zero to infinity of these these characters, followed by a B and a C. If we change that to A backslash plus BC, then we're matching the sequence ABC, where there's one A, AABC, two A's, AAABC, and so on, to as many A's as, uh, as you wish. It does not match just bc because you must have at least one a in that example okay some of the um, examples towards the end of this episode 
used this in a bit more detail. Now this is a GNU said extension. The next one is backslash question mark. This is also similar to the, the asterisk, but it matches zero or one of the preceding expression. So it's a modifier in the same sort of way. So if we were to use the expression s slash a backslash question mark bc slash def slash, then that's a substitution expression, which means substitute abc by def. But because the a is followed by a backslash question mark, it can be omitted or there has to be just one. So it will just match BC or ABC. And again, this is a GNU said extension as well. Then we get into a collection of regular expression modifiers, which have got um, braces, curly brackets, as I tend to call them. And the first one is a modifier which says a fixed number of the preceding. So using backslash open curly bracket, then a number, then backslash close curly bracket, we can specify a fixed number of the preceding expression. So using the, the well-worn ABC example again, if we, I won't read out the entire S substitute ex, uh, uh, command, but um, if the regular expression is A, backslash open curly bracket 3, backslash close curly bracket bc then what that means is it's to match an a which must occur three times it's equivalent to typing a a a b c but there's times when you might want to specify a number uh, of that particular character and uh, it's more convenient not to type it in the example i've given here it's um it's a bit of a fiddle to, to type it in in that way. But uh, I'm just making the point, really. The next one is is a sort of upgrade from the previous one, where in the, the curly brackets you have a lower and upper bound. So uh, between I and J of the preceding is the way I've expressed it. So if we go to our example, we've got A followed by backslash open curly bracket, 1,5 backslash close curly bracket BC. What that's saying is the A can occur between 1 and 5 times. So that matches ABC, AABC, etc. etc. I have listed them all out in the, the uh, notes, but I'm sure you don't want me to read them all out. But anyway, between 1 and 5 A's followed by BC. The third variant of this this particular thing is from I or more of the preceding as I've expressed it in the title. So this one consists of an open curly bracket with the backslash in front of it followed by a number, a comma and then backslash close curly bracket. So that means from that number to an infinite number of the preceding character or expression. So in my example of regular expression, I've got a backslash open curly bracket 1 comma backslash close curly bracket bc. So that that matches abc, aabc, and so on. To, there's no limit to the number of a characters. And that's the same as a backslash plus, the one we saw at the start of this list, bc. So it's 1 from 
from 1 to any number of a's. But of course, using this form, the starting number can be something other than 1, can be greater than 1. Now the next topic is not really a meta character, but it's a way of uh, uh, it's a way of grouping the elements of a regular expression. So all the examples we've worked with so far, they've tended to um, they have all been referring their modifiers to a single character. But we can group characters or indeed regular expressions into more complex expressions. And the way we do that is to uh, use backslash open parenthesis and backslash close parenthesis to enclose them. So going to the tried and tested ABC thing, then if the expression, I'll give you the full expression this time, is S slash backslash open parenthesis ABC backslash close parenthesis asterisk DEF slash GHI slash then what that substitution is doing is it's it's wanting to match the expression the the sequence of characters either d e f or a b c d e f or a b c a b c d e f so what it's what it's actually saying is the string a b c can occur zero times one time, two times, etc., with multiple instances of ABC in front of the DEF. Now, there's a further level of magic, if you like, associated with this grouping. As you write a regular expression with such groups in it, each group is numbered by said, and it just simply counts the number of backslash open parenthesis occurrences. And this allows the various sub-expressions enclosed in this way to be referenced elsewhere in the expression. And uh, we'll, we'll be looking at that shortly. The next meta-character is what I've referred to as alternatives. It's possible to build a regular expression with alternative sub-expressions. So one or other of the... What, yeah, one or another of these these sub-expressions are going to be matched. And you do that by using the characters backslash and then the vertical bar. So say, for example, you want to write a regular expression to match either the string hello world or goodbye world. And you want to find those without an exclamation mark at the end and then add one. So I've given a full command line sequence here to, to demonstrate it. And I've got uh, an echo with the string in, in double quotes, hello space world in capitals, leading capitals. And uh, then I pipe that with the pipe symbol into said. And the said command is followed by minus E, open quote, S slash hello, backslash vertical bar, goodbye space world slash ampersand exclamation mark slash close quote now what that would that that would seem to be a reasonable way of solving this problem but the answer you get back is hello exclamation mark space world if you then fed the same said expression the string goodbye world which is my second example then it puts the exclamation mark at the end after world so 
this might be unexpected if you if you were the first time you tried working with this sort of stuff. What's happened is that said has just matched the hello in the first part of the regular expression. So the replacement ampersand exclamation mark has just resulted in an exclamation mark being placed after this word. In the second case, it's matched goodbye world um, and the exclamation mark's been placed properly. So what we actually wanted to do was to match either hello or goodbye followed by the word world. And that's done in my next example, which is echoing hello world to a said command which contains the s command which sounds which is structured like this s slash backslash open parenthesis we're grouping here hello backslash vertical bar that's the alternative symbol then goodbye backslash close parenthesis so we've grouped the hello and the the backslash vertical bar um, with these these parentheses then the close parenthesis is followed by space world. Then we have a slash, an ampersand, uh, an exclamation mark, slash, quote. So that does put the exclamation mark at the end of the string after hello world. And if you feed it the string goodbye world, it works for that as well. So we've constrained what the two alternatives to this alternative um, uh, meta character is what the two alternatives are i should say by grouping them the number of alternatives can be more than two and i've done a further example that uses matches farewell in as well as hello goodbye and i've done that with another vertical another ex backslash vertical bar farewell as you can see in the example so this is a gnu extension this uh, alternative business so next we'll look at the subject of greediness in the context of regular expressions. So the way that said and other things that use regular expressions do their matching can sometimes be a little bit unexpected. And the uh, the subject of so-called greediness is where more is matched than might be predicted. I've quoted what it says in the GNU manual. The quote is, note that the regular expression matcher is greedy, i.e., Matches are attempted from left to right, and if two or more matches are possible, starting at the same character, it selects the longest. So say, for example, we're trying to process the example file for this episode, which I've called said underscore demo 2.txt. That's um, the full text of the about page from the HBR website. And we're looking for a word starting with capital H at the start of a line. You might think well the regular expression circumflex or up arrow as i tend to call it followed by a capital h followed by a dot followed by a backslash plus meaning a line starting with a capital h and followed by uh, some number of one to, to many characters followed by a space that would do it now i've given an example of what happens if you do this and i've made the matching string be enclosed by square brackets just so you can see where the where the the matching began and ended and i've made it print out only the lines that match i've used the minus n option in the command line options and i've used the p flag before i've actually talked about it but uh, 
bear with me. It's, it's difficult to know what order to, to introduce these things in. Looks like I've got this one wrong, doesn't it? Anyway, um, the command is, this is something you could type at the command line, sed space minus n minus n e. Um, just to digress for a second, when you have single character options to any Unix Linux command, you can concatenate them. So minus n space minus e can be concatenated to minus n e. You can't do that if you're using the full form, the minus minus some text things. You can do it for single character ones. Anyway, minus n e space open quote s slash circumflex h dot backslash plus space slash so that's the regular expression then open square brackets ampersand close square brackets that means whatever you matched put it in square brackets slash that's the end of the replacement p the p on the end says print it space said underscore demo two dot txt so what you get back is I won't, I won't read out all three lines that you get back but the first line you get back is open square bracket hacker public radio brackets hpr is an internet radio show brackets podcast that space close bracket releases so what's happened is the reg regular expression matcher has matched everything from the leading h to the last space on the line it's gobbled up everything in that in the dot backslash plus the the matcher has said well that can match everything including spaces up to the last possible space on the on the line the last space on the line so that's that's what is referred to as greediness i've given an example of how you can limit this sort of behavior and the essence of it is that if you don't put dot backslash plus meaning any character one or more uh, of them and instead you put in the regular expression open square bracket circumflex space close square bracket instead of the dot then what that means is a, a not space the square brackets is a set makes a set or a list and the using a circumflex as the first character means um, everything but the character in the list or characters in the list what that means is then I want to have one or more not spaces. So that would match the word hacker on the first line, all of which H-A-C-K-E-R are not spaces. But it won't match the space. So what that does is it puts the square brackets in the example here, similar example to before, it puts the square brackets uh, in the, the result around the word hacker and the space that follows it. So that has constrained what the regular expression matcher can do, and uh, it's curbed its greediness. Just as an aside, other regular expression matchers in other languages, their greediness can be, be controlled more explicitly, let's put it that way. I won't go into how and, and that sort of thing, because that, that's really a massive digression. Maybe I should do a series on regular expressions at some point, but um, um, <laughs> we shall see. So the other element of the S command is the replacement part. And last time we saw the use of the ampersand, 
which was a way of signifying the whole of the line that matched the regular expression part of the of the command. And uh, some of the examples we've just seen use that. We're going to look at a few more capabilities of the replacement part. The first one is the back reference. So we were looking at grouping elements of the regular expression a bit earlier on. And what we can do, I, I made reference to the fact that each of the groups were numbered. Well, we can refer to the, the groups with the sequence backslash followed by a number. The number's between, between 1 and 9. You can't have more groups than that which, are, which can be referenced. But um, it's uh, quite a useful feature. So my first example shows a whole command line where the string hacker public radio is being echoed to a sed command. And the sed command consists of sed space minus e space quote s slash backslash open parenthesis dot backslash plus backslash open parenthesis. So that so far means a whole bunch of any character one or more of any character grouped together in a group so we can refer back to it that's then followed by a space in the regular expression then another one of the same of the grouped dot backslash plus and a space and then another one so there are three groups and I think you probably twig that this matches the three words in the string so the replacement part in this example consists of backslash 3 space backslash 2 space backslash 1 now backslash 3 refers to the third group which is radio backslash 2 refers to the second group which is public and backslash 1 refers to the first group which is hacker so what gets returned is radio public hacker one other aspect of the back reference is that they can be used inside the regular expression itself. So my next example shows echoing the string in quotes run space lola space run. Never seen that Phil. I really must get around to seeing it sometime. It's supposed to be very good. And it's piped into a sed command which consists of sed space minus e space and then We've got the same sequence of groups that match a word. So just to do one of them, just to remind you, backslash open parenthesis dot backslash plus backslash close parenthesis space. So there's one of those followed by another one. And then the third, in, instead of having a third one, we simply refer to backslash one. So what we're saying is whatever matches the first word is to be used as the last one because we've got a phrase that consists of the same word in position one and three so if we then invert them or change their order the replacement is backslash two space black backslash one space backslash one close slash close quote so we end up with the string lola run run now you could have grouped the backslash one in the regular expression. I show an example of how that's possible to do, but it, it makes no sense um, since it achieves the same end result and it makes said work harder to achieve it. So the other thing you can do in the replacement part of the S command 
is to manipulate the case of what uh, you have selected through the regular expression. This is a GNU said extension and it allows you to change the case using the sequences backslash capital L or backslash lowercase l backslash uppercase U backslash lowercase U and backslash capital E. So the backslash capital L means turn the replacement to lowercase until you find another uh, one of these um, case change sequences like backslash u or backslash e backslash e means stop stop changing case backslash lowercase l means just turn the next character to lowercase so backslash capital and lowercase u have a similar effect they they turn the replacement to uppercase until it finds a, a point to stop or the next character and the backslash capital e as we've already seen is the uh, the stop mark to stop case conversion so what i've done here is to reiterate one of the examples we had before where we echo the string hacker public radio to said and we select out the three words but then in the replacement part i've put backslash uppercase u backslash one space backslash capital l backslash one and then repeated the same sequence for uh, backslash 2 and backslash 3. So the result of that is to change the word hacker to uppercase, and then to lowercase, then public the same, and radio the same. And my joke was, this is from Ken's script for the community news, where he has a tendency to go, hacker, hacker, public, public, radio, radio. So... um, feeble joke but that's my trademark there is more that we can say about flags as well we saw the g flag in the last episode which makes the the substitution keep repeating for each line so if every match that it can possibly find in that line it will iterate over there's some more that you can use i've not covered them all here because some of them are, are quite obscure i reckon anyway i might squeeze them in later on to a later episode but really we don't want to this is meant to be an introduction to said i don't really want to go into every possible corner of it i'm not even sure i'm equipped to do that but uh, and you probably have turned off long before that let's talk about one of these which is a number a number flag it's just a simple number and what it does it it just applies to that number match so my example is echoing the string eeny comma meeny comma miny all in lowercase to said and the command is said space minus e space quote s slash ny they all got ny in the ends of them those words slash backslash u uppercase u that is ampersand slash two so what that's saying is find an instance of ny lowercase ny which is in each of the three words, change it to um, uppercase form, and we're using the ampersand to to mean the, the thing that was matched. But at the end of the 
after the closing slash, we put a number two. So what that means is only do this for the second instance of ny. So the result is eeny comma meeny, where meeny is m-e-e -E in lowercase capital n capital y comma miny. So that can be quite useful at times. I've certainly used it myself in, in odd occasions. In fact, to be honest, I'd only discovered it, it existed when I started uh, preparing this show. But it's quite cool, I think. Then the next flag is the P flag, which I've already made reference to. That is for making the substitute command, the S command, print the pattern space. And it's normally used in conjunction with the minus N command line option, which we've already seen. My example is a said command which uses minus n space minus e i didn't um join them together in this instance just to prove that either are possible and the substitute is in quotes s slash hacker space slash hobby space slash p close quote and i'm applying this to the file said underscore demo 2txt which is just a file of more text than demo1. And what it does is it changes the two instances of, of hacker followed by a space in this file. It's part of hacker public radio to hobby public radio. And it just prints the two lines which you can see. So the point of P then is that only when a substitution is made does anything get printed if you've got the N option. I didn't. I should have said in the notes, but didn't, that if you use this uh, P flag when you don't have a minus N option, then it just repeats the line. So um, as it, it prints, the line is printed by the auto print method, which is how said normally works. And then the P on the end causes it to be printed all over again. I can't see many instances where you'd want to do that, but uh, so it's usually a mistake, I think. Certainly is in my case. The final flag is the I flag. This is um, an extension, a GNU said extension, and they cause the regular expression to be case insensitive. So I simply repeated the same um, command that we just had, the example we just had, except that in the regular expression, I've used hacker in lowercase replace that by hobby in in mixed case and i've put the flags i and p on the end of the s expression and what that does is it does exactly the same thing as the previous one did except that it's now case insensitive when it's looking for the word hacker so that demonstrates that particular point the uppercase i and lowercase i have no separate significance you can use either of them as the as the flag so at this point I wanted to talk about some of the further extensions that GNU said offers in terms of what you can put into regular expressions. And indeed in some cases here uh, you can put them in the replacement as well. So it's got a way of referencing or producing as I've said in the notes some special characters and there's more than I'm talking about here. They're in a section called the same as uh, the section in this, these notes. And I've put a pointer to, to that section in the, the manual. I'm not going to cover them all because 
I think they're probably too too obscure for most purposes, but they're just just to refer to the fact that they do exist. But anyway, let me talk about two two of the, the special characters that you can use, and these are backslash n and backslash t. Backslash n represents a new line. You can use it in a regular expression, and you can use it in the replacement part. Backslash t represents a tab, so-called horizontal tab. There is a vertical tab, but that is so obscure. I don't think anybody uses that for its original purpose. It was originally for line printers, as I recall. It made the printer skip several lines down the page. Well, that's going really back a long way. So there there are others. There are hexadecimal sequences and so forth. But if you need them, go and look in the manual. Then there are escapes which match what the manual calls a character class. They're only for use in regular expressions. But I thought I'd mention them because they're pretty useful for... um, uh, writing more general regular expressions. So backslash lowercase w matches any word character. And a word character is any letter or digit or the underscore character. So word in this context really means um, a sort of identifier as you'd have in a in a programming language, you know, where you, you might call your variable ABC underscore one or something. It's not really about um, English words. But still, it's still pretty powerful. Backslash capital W has the opposite effect. It matches any non-word character. So um, that would be anything which is not a letter or digit or the underscore character. So that can be a useful shorthand as well. Then we have a weird, weird concept, if you've never come across it before. Backslash B. This matches a word boundary. That is, it, it matches the if the character to the left is a word character and the character to the right is a non-word character. So it doesn't actually match a character. It matches a sort of virtual position in the, the string. And it, it operates if... This is confusing in the way it's, it's uh, written up. I've just copied the, the, uh, the word straight out of the manual here. So if the character to the left is a word character and the character to the right is a non-word character, it matches this backslash B. And it also says vice versa, which means if the character to the right is a word character and the character to the left is a non-word character, it also matches that. Basically, it matches the beginning and the end of a word. There are alternatives to this, interestingly, and I found that these are not that well documented. And they, they are backslash less than and backslash greater than so that's a sort of a bracketing thing and they mean the same thing they mean the the um, word boundaries except that backslash less than is used for the left boundary and backslash greater than is used for the right boundary so if you want to denote a word then you can put those around it you're looking for an actual word Um, I've got some examples bit later on that uh, uses them. The final one in this list is backslash capital B and that matches everywhere but on a word boundary. That is it matches if the character to the left and the character to the right are either both word characters or both non-word characters. Now I haven't really come up with a way of using this yet. Maybe that's a challenge for you if you get this far. <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll, I need to do some more investigation, but I've not really found that to be amazingly useful. But I put it in just for completeness. 
So the final bit of this episode, which I fear has got rather long, is a series of examples. I've tried to put a moderate number of examples into the, the notes so you've got something to refer to. It's one of the things that I find I learn better from than simply reading the, uh, the manual, because otherwise all I'm doing is reading you the manual. <laughs> so I tried to do some put some effort into making some usable examples for you. So example one is a demonstration of the minus i option. What I've got is a series of bash commands which do various things, which I will skim through fairly quickly, but I'll try and explain for you. So the first command in this group is a for loop, which says for f in, then curly bracket a capital A dot dot capital C close curly bracket. If you remember, if you've listened to my series on bash hints and tips, then you will know that that is a way of making a loop where the loop variable goes from the first to the last in this this group. So it causes F to be set to capital A, capital B, and capital C. So after that, we have a semicolon space do space echo dollar random. Dollar random is a bash variable, a sort of magic thing that whenever you use it, whenever you expand it, it returns a random number. And the result of this echo is piped to dollar F. So and then semicolon space done. So what the loop is doing, it is creating three files called A, B, and C and putting a, putting a random number in each. Then the next line is a sed command where I have sed space minus i, it's a lowercase i as you'll be aware, open quote saved, s-a-v-e-d underscore asterisk dot s-a-v, close quote, minus e space quote, s slash four slash at slash g, close quote, curly bracket, capital A, dot dot, capital C, close curly bracket. So what that is doing is it's telling said to operate on all three of the files, and it um, is to edit each one to replace any instances of four, the number four, the digit four, by an at sign, just, just for the point of just so you can see what happens. That's, there's no other point to it, really. But the I, I setting, saved underscore asterisk, that will be used to make the backups. And the backups will be named saved underscore A dot SAV and saved underscore B, etc. dot save. So the next command is cat space curly brackets A dot dot C. And that then reports that there are three three files. Can it just lists them all all out one one after the other, and so you just see a list of three numbers, and each number contains an at sign because um, they've been they they each had fours in them and they got changed. And then I also cat the files called saved underscore curly bracket capital A dot dot capital C, close curly bracket, dot SAV. And those are the original files which have been saved by virtue of using the minus I with a with a with um, an extension after it. And you can see there the same, the original numbers with the, the fours intact. So, as always, 
fairly contrived, but hopefully it gets across the message of what you can do with this minus i option. Example two, now this is um, an instance of operating on the second example file that I provided for this episode, and it's called sed underscore demo 3txt and this contains some statistics that are pulled from the HPR site. You, you can do it yourself if you want to. Um, it's got it's called uh, stats.php. I think I've referenced it in the in the uh, links at the bottom. It contains various useful things like how long to the next free slot, see how long the how long the queue is and various other things. So imagine we're trying to write a bash script to parse it and we're actually interested in the number of days to the next free slot. And we want it in we want the answer to that in a variable. So the line in question in this file consists of the string days to next free slot colon and then the number. And on the the day that I'd sampled it the number was 8. probably is today, actually, because the queue's going down, as it does. In the file, there are two lines beginning with the word days, and so we have to make sure that we get the right one. So my example shows a variable DTNFS, which is days to next free slot, at least it is in my mind, equals, and then double quote. Remember that double quote in bash is the so-called soft quote, Inside double quotes, you can get um, command and, and a variable substitution to, to go ahead. The so-called hard quotes, which are single quotes, don't allow this. Anyway, within the double quotes, we have dollar open bracket and then a said command, close bracket, double quotes. And this is a command substitution. So in these, these um, parentheses are a sed command and the sed is uh, the command is sed space minus ne space and then we have a substitute the substitute is attempting to find the line that we're interested in days to next free slot and it's going to pull out the number at the end now i've gone a little bit can recall it overkill i've gone over the top with my matching mechanism here but it's really to demonstrate the sort of things that you can do in a regular expression so the regular expression consists of a circumflex meaning beginning of line then the words days space two then a list now the list is in square brackets and it consists of a circumflex colon close square bracket so what that means is I'm looking for a not colon, any character that is not a colon. And that and the, the list is followed by backslash plus. So I'm looking for one or more not colons. And then we're going to follow that with a colon. That's looking for a line beginning days two, followed by some other stuff up to a colon. We're using this list business to prevent any potential greediness in the uh, the regular expression matcher. The colon's then followed by another list which consists of a backslash t in a space. So we're saying here that we're looking for either a tab character, remember with backslash t is one of the specials that you can use, meaning a tab and or a space. So we're looking for either a tab or a space. There's a backslash plus 
that follows it. So we're looking for one or more of these. And that's because when you look at the line, it looks like the colon's followed by a space. But you don't always know. It's quite hard to work out what a thing that looks like a space actually is. Sometimes it can be a tab character, which uh, is invisible, of course. So it's a good idea to to when you're matching spaces of this sort to put in this sort of thing so that you're covered for whatever it actually is. It is really a tab that's been that's in the the file that you get back. And after that, we have a group backslash open parentheses. Then in square brackets zero hyphen nine close square brackets backslash plus backslash close parenthesis so that's a group which consists of the digits naught to nine and they we expect one to many digits there will be no instances where there are no digits but um we're expecting we could have you know double digits or even three digits can you imagine that so that's the end of the regular expression so there's a slash that follows it we simply replace that with backslash one which is a reference to that group which is the the number that we found close the replacement with a slash follow that with a p so that particular said expression will look for that line pull out the number and return it and then the final bit uh, in these parentheses that um, are the command substitution is the name of the file which is said underscore demo 3txt so what that should do then is to run said to pick out that particular number and stick it into the variable dtnfs. And there's an echo which follows it. And the echo returns, it actually consists of the, the word or the letters dtnfs equals. So that um, the result you get will show that um, that's the variable we're looking at. So you'd, you'd use that to debug the bit of scripting you've done so far and that's followed by dollar dtnfs close quote so you should get back the string dtnfs equals and then eight okay so like i say that's a fragment of what you might be putting together in a bash script and uh, you might just type that on the command line to to prove that what you're planning to do works you might put it in the script itself to prove that uh, that it does actually work um, before you you move on to the next bit one possibility is that for some reason maybe the file format has changed the said command doesn't match anything and dtnfs contains nothing so that's something you should be con considering when you're writing the bash script and you should check that and uh, take appropriate action if you were doing that particular job example three is a case where we're using the backslash n escape we've we came across earlier and we're going to use it in the replacement part and here we're simply looking for the string hacker public radio we are going to we've put hacker public radio as the literal text in the reg, regular expression part of the uh, the said the s command in in the said call and we we've um we've made each one a group and the replacement part simply consists of backslash 1, backslash n, backslash 2, backslash n, backslash 3, backslash n. And so the result of that will be that when the, the said command runs and it finds Hacker Public Radio, it will write out the words Hacker Public Radio, each on a new line. And we're running this against 
said underscore demo 2.txt. In the example, I pipe the result to a head command, head minus four. So we just get the first four lines. Otherwise, you'd see the whole file. There are ways you can get said to do this as well, actually, but uh, we haven't got that far yet. That'll be next week. Next episode, I should say. Not next week. I'm not going to be that quick. So that that will do what... Uh, what it what I said it will do and that will that will work fine the backslash n is a nice way of representing a new line alternative ways are a real pain but I did think as I was doing this oh how would you write a bit of said to join all the lines of the of the input file together you would think that it might be possible to do said space minus e space open quote s slash backslash n slash slash close quote and run that again said underscore demo two dot txt you'd think that that said would simply strip off all the the line breaks the new lines at the ends of all of the lines and make them all uh, make it into one long line that doesn't happen and that's because said grabs one line at a time puts it into the pattern space that we mentioned in the last episode and in doing so it removes the trailing new line then it applies the script that you've put together um, on your command line or whatever in a file or whatever and it having processed it it will print it out and it will add a trailing new line it won't print it out if you have a minus n option of course as we know but it will add the trailing new line back again so at the point at which the script runs against it there's no new lines to strip there are ways in which you can concatenate all the lines of the file but we'll leave that till another episode where we have learned about more commands within said now we mentioned the minus r option or regex extended is its full form that option we we mentioned earlier on and if we were to run example three the one where we turn hacker public radio into each word on a separate line then you would type that that particular said command without where you'd use minus r said space minus r space minus e space open quote s slash then you would put open parenthesis hacker close parenthesis space etc etc in other words you don't need the backslashes in front of the the parentheses you do need backslashes inside the replacement you need backslash one backslash n etc but you don't need them in the regular expression because we have because we have uh, switched to extended regular expression mode which doesn't use the backslashes it's a useful feature it certainly saves some typing and makes the regular expression a lot more readable but it's an extension and it's not portable so personally i don't use it because mostly I don't want to be in a situation where I'm faced with a said that doesn't have that capability and I forget how the hell to use it. So um, that's just my thinking anyway. Example five, then the last one. We're nearly there. One of the things you're often called upon to do when you're processing text is to take in a string and remove leading and trailing spaces. Well, I was thinking about this and I rather naively uh, wrote a bit of said that didn't work. So I thought I would uh, share it with you. The thing that didn't work was echo, open double quotes, and then 
a bunch of spaces, hello world, exclamation mark, a bunch of spaces, close double quotes, piped into said space minus E space open quote slash up, I'm going to call it up arrow, but circumflex space star. Okay, so that means any spaces, zero or more spaces at the beginning of the line. Then we have a backslash vertical bar, which is the alternative operator. Then, after that, we have space star dollar, asterisk, whatever you want to call it, space asterisk dollar. So that means uh, zero or more spaces at the end of the line. We close that regular expression with a slash, then the replacement part is nothing, and close quote. So if you do that, then what you then get returned is the string hello world with no spaces on the front of it but and you look at it and think oh that works that's great right on to the next thing but um it doesn't actually work if you do what i've shown in the second example which is to add another s expression inside the uh, the quotes to the said command where it replaces it after this space trimming business it replaces the start of the line with a less than sign then another one that replaces the end of the line with a greater than sign so it puts these these um, symbols in as sort of brackets around the string you will see that you get a less than sign hello world exclamation mark a bunch of spaces and a greater than sign so in other words it didn't remove the trailing spaces so what's happened here is that said has spotted leading spaces and has removed them. But then it stopped. Well, surprise, surprise. That's because you didn't tell it to keep going. And the answer is you simply add a G to the end of that first S command, the G flag, to tell it to keep keep going. So the final example is the... Um, same as the second one but with a g in it and you will see that the result is hello world with no spaces and it's enclosed in these le uh, less than and greater than signs just to prove that there are no spaces there and that's just this, sometimes you're experimenting with a regular expression with a bit of said and you're not quite sure what it's doing sometimes it's useful to do that type of thing just to uh, prove to yourself that it works then you'd strip out that business of adding delimiters around the thing and say right and that's finished now i can move on to the next task so hopefully that uh, that's useful okay well that's it for this time sorry it got so long it's hard to know where to stop really next time we're going to be looking at more of the the said command set we've only looked at one command so far so Hopefully we're not going to take quite so long. Well, I know we're not going to take as long to, to cover the next batch. But uh, hopefully you'll be, able to be following along with me and you'll find it useful. Okay then, bye. You've been listening to Hacker Public Radio at hackerpublicradio.org. We are a community podcast network that releases shows every weekday, Monday through Friday. Today's show, like all our shows, was contributed by an HBR listener like yourself. If you ever thought of recording a podcast, then click on our contribute link to find out how easy it really is. Hacker Public Radio was founded by the Digital Dog Pound and the Infonomicon Computer Club and is part of the binary revolution at binrev.com. 
If you have comments on today's show, please email the host directly, leave a comment on the website, or record a follow-up episode yourself. Unless otherwise stated, today's show is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike 3.0 license.